Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is December the 11th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking buying over crying buy and hold this game is not rigged golden age of the 2020s in motion five digit realm i'm offended by selling compete don't complain have some conviction people fitting in is overrated we've got three unique beasts here they're not trying to fit in all right nico has returned to the show christian has returned to the show and keep it simple bitcoin this dude is doing some good things out there i like his feed i like his website they're all linked to below keep it simple you uh this is your first uh uh appearance on the show so so welcome we're gonna start with the veteran though uh nico he he's on his show he's been talking about the four congressmen who sent letters to uh steve mnuchkin about uh the potential ban on bitcoin self-custody um we're, we're getting into some uh kyc regulatory craziness this week to say the least and the the government is uh who knows what might happen so so nico tell, tell us the story what is going on here awesome first i want to say adam thank you so much for inviting me back on your amazing show i'm a big fan and uh guys it, this is this is absolutely terrifying you know and, and i hate to say that and it sounds very hyperbolic but basically uh four congressmen and i'm gonna name them because these congressmen are fighting for individual sovereignty of your financial future their names are warren davidson tom emmer ted budd and scott perry basically and they're all members of congress and they basically sent uh, a letter to steve mnuchin uh, based on uh, these rumors that were flying around, and, and the rumors are very simple. There's two. There's two different rumors. Uh, the first rumor is uh, the first rumor that's floating around is that the Steve Mnuchin Treasury Department administration wants to pass a full ban on self-hosted wallets. Right. That means that it would be completely illegal for you to hold your own private keys. The second rumor that's also being uh, floated around, basically is that exchanges will now force their clients to confirm that they control the addresses that they send their Bitcoin to from exchanges, right? This has already happened in the Netherlands. This law has already passed in the Netherlands. So it's not too uh, abstract or too crazy an idea, you know, that's, that, that, that's floating around. So I could, I absolutely buy that that could definitely be a possibility um, in the United States. Now, the first rumor is the one that scares the crap out of me. And this is where I have to call everyone to action, every Bitcoiner to action. You have to stand up. You have to fight this, right? And I'm going to read a quote from uh, Thomas Jefferson real quick that uh, Marty Bent included in his, his amazing article. And the quote goes, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. And that's my thoughts on this man Th this law is going to change everything right and it's not going to allow the best functionality of bitcoin the best the the best invention that had that that has the potential to liberate mankind and that is very simple if they take away people's power to self-sovereignty it completely defeats the purpose of bitcoin and as bitcoiners we have a duty 
to fight that tooth and nail to the bitter end. Yeah. Now those are my thoughts on that. Both these rumors uh, would uh, stifle innovation, to say the least. But I want to go back to <laughs> the, the the rumor. Okay, we we got to we got to recognize one very important thing here now. That the, the, there's the, it appears there's a transition between one administration to another administration to to ban self custody at, at at this juncture. I, I just real I really think that's extreme. Now it, it, it's a rumor. You said yourself it's it's a rumor. I I highly doubt that that is what is uh, being proposed right now. Why I mean, that, why would sorry to interrupt you, but why would four congressmen? be so concerned that they would have to write an official letter if it was just well be, because it's i mean it's taking care of rumor number two it's taking care of rumor number two by by doing that um which is good because that's the more likely of the one i i just don't want everyone to i mean it, it's good to be it's good to keep an eye on things okay and indeed people have spoken about that i just don't see how at this point, to, to do that, uh, you know, Mnuchin's going to be gone soon, too. I mean, it, it could be reversed like that. But nonetheless, nonetheless, excluding rumor number one, yeah, what? rumor number two, rumor number two isn't too fun either. That's not too good. Now, now, there are ways around it, obviously. We, I mean, the United States is leading the Bitcoin world right now. And it's not going to be leading the Bitcoin world in, in terms of innovation if, if any of those are uh, implemented there. So I won't I keep it simple. You know about privacy and such, uh, KYC. Uh, what do you think about all this? Um, well, this is terrible. However, uh, uh, Nico did a great job with, um, you know, presenting presenting the facts, and and you know, it's 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 bad. But let's let me kind of present a silver lining, okay? And it depends uh, which side of the fence you fall here. Um, the silver lining here is as an individual who cares about privacy, who cares about Bitcoin, who stacks sats, uh, who holds his own keys, um, this is an opportunity to stack sats at cheap prices until the, the state, the, Amer the Western states, whatever, however it ends up unfolding, it may not even happen. Um, until they see how badly they fucked up, driven innovation to other countries, uh, had a lot of wealth expatriate, and then they reverse this stance. There is no way that this lasts, but it, it may for a year or two, right? But long-term, not a chance. I mean, this is the future of the entire global monetary system, and everything is built on top of that. So. Look at the silver lining. You can keep stacking cheap, cheap sats for another year. I mean, that's phenomenal, right? This is terrible, but it's not going to stop me. It's not going to stop me from self-custodying. It's not going to stop me from finding a way to keep acquiring Bitcoin. Um, now, I'm an individual. I don't have a business. If I had a business, I would be shitting in my pants, especially a Wall Streetificated Bitcoin business, right, where I make money um on the spread i make money some kind of financialized bitcoin product if you're in the us you're kind of fucked and that's unfortunate uh you've probably invested a lot of money maybe you've gotten some um you know some investor funding and that capital is probably going to get burned 
Uh, some people will get creative. Some people will leave. I don't know. They have to figure their shit out. But that's going to be rough. And on the flip side, when the American government gets their shit together and realizes what a huge mistake they've made, then opportunity will be there for new businesses to come and to start again, right? It's like it's like you, the lightning burns down the forest, and if there's a lot of high grass, that shit gets torched, and then things grow again. Um, so, yeah, it's bad, but you know, I'm trying to look at it uh, in the the most positive way that I can. Um, and I also don't own uh, or run a Bitcoin business. I'd be. Can I, can I jump in really quick? Yeah, please. I was, I was going to you, man. Yeah, I actually disagree that Bitcoin's price is going to go up if something like this happens. I actually think that this makes Bitcoin moon because all of a sudden the amount of supply that's available to buy shrinks tremendously and becomes very difficult to get it. So, I mean, maybe the price on exchanges drops, but the no KYC price is going to moon and that is going to be a massive market signal. I also think that Bitcoin changes everything. And now that Bitcoin exists, companies are not going to put up with this for very long. So as Western states start to encroach these co companies that actually hold their own keys, companies like Square, companies that are working with Unchained, they can start leaving. Like we've already seen BitMEX be highly resilient to these type of attacks from the CFTC and other US agencies. Um, and you can serve the Bitcoin network. You can serve the global population from essentially anywhere, especially with, if you're doing an internet business. So, I mean, this is a slippery slope for regulators. It's a great way to destroy your reputation. To be honest, like, I just don't see how this doesn't get fought in court immediately. Like there are severe, severe, um, like, you know, constitutional issues that are associated with this. I agree with you. Um... How it plays out is anyone's guess. I mean, yeah, the price will probably moon. This may be, uh, you know, like a, a hiccup maybe for a month. Maybe we'll have like a 50% correction and then we'll moon. I mean, again, I'm not concerned about the price. I'm not, there's, the concern here is the, um, the long-term effects on perception, I think more than anything, because everyone on this call, it's not gonna make a damn difference, right? And hopefully people watching. To be honest, if, if this does happen, this is only a bad look for regulators. Like, I, I, I think it's I think they're shooting themselves in the foot because what, what's going to happen is regulators are I mean, uh, people that that own Bitcoin, they're just going to leave. Right. And Bitcoin allows you to do that. Right. You can't do that with you can't do that with gold. You can't do that with cash. Right. You know, there's a there's a there's a regulation where it's, you know, it, it's ten thousand dollars in cash. You know, if not, you have to declare that. Try enforcing that with the 24 seed phrase or a 12 word seed phrase that you memorized in your head. Right. Try enforcing that regulation. Right. So you're going to see it's exactly right, guys. You're going to see a flight of capital leaving the United States because they're not going to follow these tyrannical regulations because that's exactly what they are. This is insane, and I completely agree with you, CK, that this is a complete and utter disregard for the First Amendment. We, again, we haven't gotten there yet, and it's, it's good people are speaking up against it now because it's again, it's rumor. It's 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 just rumor right now. Uh, I, I think 
what we have, uh, and you're talking about tyranny, there are just certain uh, political figures, be, be it in the bureaucratic side or the elected side, they think they're doing something good. They think they're doing something good for the poor people. You know, last week it was the Stable Act, right? I don't know if anyone has anything to say about that this week. Um, I mean, they, they, they think they're, by sticking their fingers in things, that they're helping. And they're not helping. It, it's like, let, let the market do its thing. Uh, but the beauty, and, and something that CK, that Christian brought up, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of big entities now that are in the Bitcoin space. And for me, it, it is hard to believe that, uh, that the government would start to try to stifle those big entities' investments. I mean, I mean, so, just – oh, yeah, continue, please. So, it, it, look, so this is the thing that worries me. To them, it's not going to be a stifle. To them, it's actually going to play to their power. Why do I say that, right? If you look at Robinhood and if you look at PayPal, right – you know, everyone got excited when PayPal announced that they're going to add Bitcoin and merchants are going to be able to accept payment in Bitcoin. It's automatically going to be converted to cash. But there's a problem. They don't allow their users to withdraw. So what I'm worried about is this in the psychology of people that are first getting into Bitcoin, the normalization of keeping your coins on a third party whether it's PayPal, whether it's an exchange, whether it's whatever. And as these platforms further develop and the amount of capital that they have behind them, the user experience for someone keeping their coins on that exchange, right, is going to be so good compared to self-custody, right? So I could definitely see this finesse from large corporations and the government to basically say, look, you can't self-custody under the guise of terrorism. They love using that word, right? That buzzword of terrorism and, and protecting uh, drugs and whatever. And I can see it happening where you have to keep your coins on these exchanges, right? Because they are so well protected that they won't allow Bitcoin to be used for nefarious purposes, right? So it does benefit them. So what But what percentage of coins are on exchanges already? I don't know, but I can tell you that around third, around three million Bitcoin are actively traded. The rest are held in cold storage, and and then there's a there's about twenty percent is estimated that are lost. Do either you guys know the exact number? I know that. Oh, cool. most I think I think Coinbase has like a million Bitcoin, don't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, it's 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 already most people joining the space. They use third parties, so I, I want to remind everyone. This re these regulations are just rumors right now. But to prepare, if anyone's watching this show and you have your Bitcoin on a third party, you're making a big mistake. You're making a real big mistake. But 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 Adam, like I I look. So there's a really famous Roman saying, and it says if 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 you want peace, you have to be prepared for war, right? And oh, yeah. in, in this decade, what's going to happen is there's going to be a, a giant clash between two future monetary systems, central bank digital currencies, which benefit from the architecture of centralization. And you're going to have a clash between decentralized uh, digital currencies, which is basically only Bitcoin, to be honest with you, right? People could have different opinions on that. I believe Bitcoin is the only decentralized, this is the only sufficient decentralized one. Just look at the goddamn hash rate. It speaks for itself, right? So you're going to see a clash between them. And a lot of people are going to go the route of central bank digital currencies because when an architecture is centralized, it's highly efficient, it's very quick, 
It's very, you know, it's very fast, but it's also going to suffer from the censorship, right? You're going to, you're going to have that, that typical problem of, you know, you sell something on PayPal, but you have to wait 21 days just for them to verify. Right. Now, so that's, see, that's can I jump in? Yeah, of course. So this is, this is why I, I agree that there's going to be these two systems, but I'm extremely bearish on central bank digital currencies. Like these people have no idea what they are doing and they are so freaking slow. Like, <laughs> Central bank digital currencies aren't going to work on the internet. I put out a tweet. Can you believe that the that Bitcoin is a more relevant currency on the internet than the euro? Like the euro, they are the ECB. They are quaking in their pants about how to deal with Tether and how to deal with Bitcoin because the dollar is destroying the the euro's dominance. No one wants a euro. No one denominates anything in a euro. Um, so. I'm bearish. I'm bearish on central bank digital currencies. But in general, I agree that it's going to be the permission system alongside the permissionless system. And maybe the permission system will denominate in BTC, but it will never really compete with the permissionless system. So I, I truly think that it's going to be like so obvious what you want. It's going to be well, money driving out bad and everyone is going to just try to get to the best money they can. I think it's going to be obvious for us non-normies. I think the normies are going to love the CBDC. They're going to love the convenience of it all. It's not. So, They're not. Uh, it's it's going to destroy their lives. In their, like, they, they, their lives are already destroyed and they love it. They love it. They already love what's going on. They all wear masks and they hide in their houses now. Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. But more people are waking up than anyone than ever before. There is you have to be there, there is a great. Sorry to interrupt you, CK. Continue. I apologize. No, go for it. I was but, just arguing with Adam. So there, there, right now, there's, there's a war, right, between the people that are still plugged into the matrix, right, that are putting on these face diapers, right, that are, uh, sorry, Adam, that are that are putting on these pieces of cloth to protect themselves from. A, a certain thing right and are willing to inject themselves with unproven things that will protect them from that certain thing that i'm referring to you guys are smart so you know what i'm talking about and then there's the other side right which is called the great awakening right and then also known as the red pilling right so i i suspect that the majority of people are going to take the easy route the easy route of comfort right they, they want the comfort. They want the easiness, right? And Bitcoin, it's not comfortable. It's the truth, but it's not comfortable, right? And Bitcoin's architecture will never beat a centralized architecture in terms of, 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 of efficiency, quickness. Um, it, it, it just – when you have a centralized it's – like, it's like Ripple. It's like Ripple super fast, Ripple's that, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Ripple's amazing. Yeah. No. Okay. Crap. Well, okay. So let me push back here. There, why why can't there be centralized solutions on the permissionless side of Bitcoin too? Again, we're talking about a world that is operating with different jurisdictions and any company can set up in any jurisdiction and serve the entire world. So, I mean, look, like I'm just saying the whole point of Bitcoin is Bitcoin fixes this problem that the government is presenting us by literally breaking it. Bitcoin is, it's un, it's, so like unsurmountable that you can't stop it. It's like the water. So like they're going to try, like every dead organization is going to try not to die. 
you know, they're going to do what they can to survive, but it's, it's, it's an inevitable fight. And I think Kiss said it perfectly. Like, if anything, if you are a smart person, like you're going to find a way to, uh, to stack stats if there's an opportunity here. I, I, com- I com- that, like, you can't I com- stop Bitcoin. I completely agree. I, I think, I and think Bitcoin will have a better user experience. Like, it's going to destroy the centralized crap. I, That's what permissionlessness does. Not so, only will it, not only will will that happen, but it will also become stronger because this system is inherently anti-fragile, mm-hmm. right? And so like, it. Go ahead. Even the plebs will opt into Bitcoin because it's going to be the better system. Look, Bitcoin eventually, undoubtedly, wins the war, right? But the war to come is ju- has just begun, and I'm telling you that this decade. There will be blood. There will be casualties, and the the amount of 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 the the lengths that these people will go to to keep that corrupt, horrible system in place. I, d- don't kid yourself. They're you know, gonna do it. You know, they- Bitcoin will win, but in the process, a lo- there's gonna be a lot of casualties, in my opinion. I agree with you. I think you're overestimating the timeline, though, because. Let's say something like this plays out. I mean, we're, we're talking about this scenario, but we haven't even mentioned the cost of enforcement is so high to, to it's all, I mean, enforcing this would be very difficult, right? You enforce it on the on-ramps, off-ramps, but everything else is just, it's just silliness. I mean, it's not enforceable. And so then what happens? Then, then they have law enforcement go out there and, and enforce it. However, the hell they're going to try to do that, right? That's going to only cost- way they know how. Huh? Only way they know how. Exactly. Breaking down doors with guns, and that costs money, right? So their their modern day Gestapo is going to be very expensive, and they're going to eventually eat themselves, right? They're going to run out of money, waging this war, which they're only hurting themselves. They'll run out of public support too. From oh, yeah. the rich and the poor. Like, oh, yeah. it's going to be a bad look. Like, imagine getting your poor busted down and then red pilling the law enforcement that comes to take your Bitcoin. Like, they're just going to start stacking sats. They're going to leave and they're going to be like, what the fuck am I doing? Oops. I, I, I completely agree with you guys. I think that inevitably Bitcoin is the the winner. It, it's, 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 it's not even a question of if and or no, it's inevitable, right? But what the stance that I'm taking, right, is I'm preparing myself for or mentally, at least psychologically, right, for war, because that's exactly what we're heading into. And I think Matt O'Dell touched upon this uh, uh, a a tweet like a month or two ago, and he basically said, we are we are entering the now they fight you stage. Right. The, The famous quote by Gandhi, which is, you know, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you then they fight you, then you win, right? So we're entering, then they fight you, right? And we're fighting the biggest behemoth, right? One of the biggest financial, one of the biggest behemoths in the world, which is the finance, the legacy financial system, right? The internet has won every single time, right? When the internet came after music in the form of LimeWire and, and, uh, and Napster, right? The music industry had to adapt, right? If you look at, um, you know, the long distance market, right? 
also had to adapt. Now you can make calls for free, right, to international international countries. So if you look at Blockbuster as well, also a country, a company that didn't adapt to the internet, and Netflix just took its place. So I have no doubt that the internet will come on top. It will be victorious, but we're heading into a battle that we have to prepare ourselves as Bitcoiners, and we have to hunker down and be prepared at least psychologically for what's to come that's so, my opinion be, uh, be, be aware of the worst case scenario is, is what you're 100 uh, exactly exactly tommy well, mercheski um young gucci t the art director for bitcoin magazine he's been on the show before um he had a great point last night on bitcoin magazine happy hour and he mentioned or he he put it like this he's like they can't ban bitcoin they can't stop bitcoin they're gonna attack bitcoiners this is an attack on Bitcoiners, not on Bitcoin itself, right? So um, that's how you got to think about it. And you, we need to protect Bitcoiners. We need to make sure Bitcoiners have rights, right? So this is about Bitcoiners. This is about humans. This is about protecting humans, not necessarily protecting Bitcoin. So, uh, you know, I definitely, you know, side with Nico and we, we need to protect ourselves. Now, I want to I want to I want to correct something in the chat because this is FUD that people this guy's not trying to spread FUD, but he's falling for FUD. Dude, this is no fight. If they want to, if they want all the BTC, then they can buy most of them, then control however they want. No, they can't. No, no. no. Hell no. <laughs> That's not how it works. mistake. <laughs> explain guys explain who wants to take that one why okay you know what's gonna happen right when uh ck do you want to go ahead I, I was gonna say we should let kiss explain it yeah kiss let's do it so what's that's essentially the u.s government doing a speculative attack on bitcoin yeah no basically trying to buy all the supply that was the that yeah. was the person they're gonna print money they're gonna print their funny their cut bucks and they're gonna go into the market and they're gonna buy bitcoin and what happens when they do that? Well, they're going to drive the price up until it gets to the, the last Satoshi, until nobody's willing to sell. And then what happens? The price skyrockets, right? And so they are accelerating their own downfall because they cannot win this battle with their funny money. And in the process, they're making their enemy a whole lot richer, which gives them a much bigger war chest to fight them in the process, right? Because there's a, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if, if I wear my, my tinfoil hat, I think all of this, um, all of this, this attack on, on Bitcoiners and privacy is essentially a stopgap for, for kleptocrats, uh, people in the governments to just acquire more Bitcoin to give themselves a little bit more time so that they benefit as well because they see the writing on the wall. Um, that's really what I think is going on here because I've thought about how, you know, the market could be manipulated. I've thought about it in so many different ways. And this kind of scenario has always been my, uh, my best base case, right? Like how do people on a burning ship guarantee that they have a spot on the new ship. They, they have to do whatever they can um, to, to guarantee you know, their own self-interest because that's what it always comes down to, right? Their self-interest. Um, so uh, yeah. I 100% agree. 
Hmm? I mean, Bitcoin Bitcoin works with uh, individual greed, and we know for a fact that the Bitcoin maximalist narrative is circulating amongst the highest circles. We know that for a fact. Like every banker, every congressman, every CEO, they have heard the Bitcoin maximalist narrative at this point. So I, I totally think that uh, it's possible, not probably not in the U.S. It's probably less possible in the U.S., but way way more possible in every other country right you know every every lesser country i mean not to say that the u.s is above that but like you know if the u.s is kind of like the ceiling of integrity you know this is going to be happening across the board like this is why i say like bitcoin is inevitable you can't stop it like the the incentives are aligned that way every every time that china quote unquote bans bitcoin you know some of those chinese communist authorities are buying it up on the chief or, or whatever i mean that, that that's definitely going on over quick question so china has banned you know the fiat on ramps to bitcoin and stuff like that how has that worked out for them because now they just have an even more unstoppable bitcoin market because yeah, it's, all so it's all peer-to-peer -peer. and it's a flourishing peer-to-peer -peer, right like it's it's all peer-to-peer completely without exchanges, no KYC, right? So it's like they shot themselves in the foot because before they had a list of who to go after. Now it's just people exchanging with people. And it, it's funny because in the non-Western countries, Bitcoin transactions are happening. to so, The volume keeps rising year after year, and it's all peer-to-peer, -peer, all of it. None of it is under a KYC exchange. None of it is 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 it's it, it's all peer to peer. And guess what? The boogeyman doesn't exist. There's nothing happening. There's no terrorism. There's no drug. There's 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 very little amount of actual drug uh, of of illegal narcotics being bought with with Bitcoin. The majority of it is being bought by the funny money, the last boss, which we all know is called the U.S. dollar. All right, everyone, pound that like button. Check out all three of these guys are listed below. Let's move on to a subject that we can tie into this subject. Uh, Mass Mutual just bought a lot of Bitcoin. Uh, the the guys over at MicroStrategy uh, completed their That's note sale to, to buy more Bitcoin. It's uh, There's a lot of Wall Streetification going on here, okay? And it was alluded to by one of you guys, and I've mentioned this on the show before, that uh, the Wall Street guys probably don't really even care that much about the privacy uh, aspect uh, if the KYC uh, is, is implemented. So I don't they, know who wants to, who wants it to will. take it. Hmm? It will. Everyone will care because guess what the KYC leads to? The KYC leads to a, uh, a capital gains tax, an unrealized capital gains tax, because you're going to be having un this just stupendous unrealized gains. You're going to be holding that Bitcoin. And they're going to be like, hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you sell it or not. Like, we want our piece. So I they're going to care. Only, about the only in California, though. <laughs> That's a wealth Maybe. tax. I'm talking about a wealth tax. But, but, this, wealth but no, I'm just talking about, like, the KYC, the purpose of it is, and the reason they want to keep it in this walled garden is because they want to tax it, because they want to get their piece. They want to control it. They want to seize it. Everyone will care. Everyone mass, will care. Because everyone will need the properties of Bitcoin. If the government does what we are saying they're going to do, the people will will need the true properties of Bitcoin, and it will affect everyone. I don't. I think the Wall Street people right now they don't really care about the uh, self custody stuff that we've been talking because about. Because they don't care yet. They're Bitcoin newbies. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They're they're in a transitional period right now where they're seeing wow, this asset has 
crazy gains, but wait till they start to understand that you could hoard this un ridiculous unlimited amount of money in your own possession that you could transfer overseas in a snap of a finger without asking anybody anyone's permission. You think any of those Wall Street guys with bank accounts in the Cayman Islands are not just going to have their their eyes light up, right? Um, like a little kid in Christmas the moment they figure that out. So I completely agree with what CK say. Uh, I, I know. I, I think on the on the corporate level, though, uh, they're using it as a as a store of value, and I I don't, I don't know. Uh, they they have yeah. been willing to follow all sorts of regulations for many years concerning their uh, companies. I don't I don't think they will. They never had one before. I don't mm -hmm. think they'll end up speaking up against. I mean, look at the way PayPal's doing business. I mean, that's already for regulation right PayPal there. is becoming irrelevant. They've, like, who uses PayPal anyways? The only thing relevant they've I, done they bought it. They bought Venmo, and even still, they're losing the cash app. And they got, they got crushed. And, and actually, that's a really good case study, Adam. That's an amazing case study. PayPal was forced. They were, they had their hands forced because Cash App was crushing it so hard. PayPal didn't want to add Bitcoin. Crash App was crushing it so hard on a quarterly basis that their own stockholders were – if, 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 if PayPal didn't add Bitcoin capability to Venmo and their services, their own shareholders – would have would have gone berserk. So their for, their hands were forced, right? And there's another point that I want to touch on. Bitcoin serves the individual. It doesn't. It institutions holding Bitcoin is nice and all, but the the big breakthrough here, and this is where the the KYC thing is going to be so important because at the end of the day, it's like yes, you care about the company you work for. Yes, you you know you're the CEO, you care. But the thing that's the most important to you is your family. Right. And keeping food on the table to feed your family. And that's where KYC comes into play. And that's why Bitcoin is so powerful, because you're keeping your wealth all to yourself. You're not relying on a third party, which was a necessary evil back in the day to store your wealth, your future, your time. And as Michael Saylor likes to say, your energy. Speaking of Michael, Michael Saylor, <clears throat> he just uh, I saw a post. So MicroStrategy completed a $650 million offering at 0.750%. That means insane. Way oversubscribe, which shows you the state of the, the current system. I, um, regarding the mass mutual stuff, regarding the, all this Wall Streetification of Bitcoin, um, the best thing that can happen here is, is, is they need to be cleansed by the fire. Uh, and we need to see a 50, 60% drawdown and see if they start panicking like cockroaches. Um, I'm not saying all of them will, but I think most of them will. And that'll be an interesting climate. And if, if the privacy topic we were talking about before um, is what causes that, it'll be uh, very interesting to see how the, the landscape evolves in the next 18 to 24 months. Um, I can't imagine any corporate entity fighting for uh, <clears throat> sovereignty um, because they just want to keep doing business as usual. That's all. All right. Is. All right. I, I, we, we, we've jumped around this topic, but uh, got, the rest of the pat uh, Christian or uh, Nico, your just any thoughts, raw thoughts on mass mutuals, uh, big purchase. 
or is it just another drop it's in the bucket? It's it, it, inevitable. It, it, We're going to see every every other insurance company do it. You know, Bitcoin is this pure is like this pristine collateral. People have called it that, and every company that holds collateral that holds a treasury, like they're going to find a place for Bitcoin. Like that's become very obvious now and they're going to FOMO into it hard. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with CK and uh, it, I just find it completely ironic and hilarious at the same time that an insurance company is buying Bitcoin as insurance, right? And if you kind of look at, at uh, you, you, you look at how the internet has disrupted, right? In the beginning, um, you know, all the record companies banded together and they said, listen, we're not going to stand up for this, you know, um, and all the telecommunications companies banded together and they say, I'm not going to stand up for this. We need our long distance market. And then they started falling out of line once and once because they realized that they couldn't they, they, they couldn't hold this line. Right. So what you're going to see in the financial industry, what you're already seeing, right, is it's it, it, at first it's going to be a, a little trickle. And then it's going to be all at once, right? And that's what we're starting to experience. I suspect this epoch next year is going to be absolutely insane. It's going to blow your mind the amount of legacy corporations and financial institutions that are just going to go. That are just going to be going straight into Bitcoin. And what's crazy is that there's not enough to go around. So, very exciting times. Yeah, I, I agree. Twenty twenty one is going to be a rock. The institutions are going to be piling in here. Uh, what, do you guys think the, uh, the 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 normies of the world are going to get left behind here? Are they, that the institutions are going to buy it all up or buy are going to drive it? I mean, there's going to be a lot of people with regrets, like saying, "Oh, Wells Fargo beat me out." That, I mean, that that's my my prediction. That I mean, uh, it's oh yeah, continue, it's been sorry. it's been retail led the whole way. Yeah, and and but like you know, like we told you so. Like it was, it's not our fault. You you wanted to stay poor, you know, to not to be a not not to be a mean person, but that's the saying, you know, on Twitter, right? It's, it's that's that was your conscious decision not to buy Bitcoin, right? Um, at this point, I think it's completely irresponsible not to buy Bitcoin. And one of the things that I try to do is that anyone around me, right, like my mom, my sisters, whatever, I've all forced them, and they've looked at me like a psychopath, right, to hold some Bitcoin, right. Now they love me for it, but when the in, in the process they hated me for it. So I think that as Bitcoiners, it's our responsibility to kind of spread this gospel so that you know it's not only the institutions that are holding this, but it's actually we the people, you know. We've been screaming for a while about to, for retail to wake up. And retail was awake back in the 2017. And then they got freaked out because there was a crash. They don't they don't they're not used to the cyclical uh, pattern of crashes and and the uh, spikes, etc. Retail was not awake. Retail was zombified by by bleep coins. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Tell that I, light I, one. Oh yeah. I, I I think there's more Bitcoin maximalists now than there ever was before. So mm -hmm. I'm happy, and like that's just the process. Okay. Now, so when we're, we're talking about four years ago, let's talk about eight years ago, real real fast. Oh, well, seven years ago. We're talking about three years ago was 2017. Let's talk about the end of 2013 when the Mt. Gox thing went down. Mt. Gox victims fear next week's billion-dollar payout unlikely. Okay. I, I mean, when will this thing go away? When, I mean, I, I, and some people say it's it's affecting the price still. Um, do you guys just ignore this noise? I mean, I try to ignore the noise, but it, it's been brought up to me, 
And it's, it, it seems like there's a little bit of uncertainty in the air because of it. A any, any thoughts on <laughs> Mt. Gox victims uh, getting their uh, money back and uh, a bunch of Bitcoin being dumped because of the Mt. Gox trustee? Any thoughts on that? Any? Not your keys, not your Bitcoin. And uh, Mt. Gox was before my time. I was class of 2016. Okay, so it does that. Yeah, it's it's something that you don't uh, think about. I mean, I, I try not to think about it, but it seems people are, I mean, maybe it's just a tool of FUD of the day that people keep bringing this thing up. Um, and I do understand, you know, the, the people who lost their money, of course, they care about it. But it seems like it's it, people are trying to trade on it and speculate on it. <laughs> and it's just like, if all of a sudden a bunch of Mt. Gox, people will get their Mt. Gox coins back, or Mt. Gox trustee dumps a lot of, I mean, I thought he already dumped it all. I don't know. It's not going to make that big of a difference on the freaking market. I mean, I just. You know, uh, do we know how much, uh, how many Bitcoins is in that that guy's conservatorship or whatever? That. No, I, I, don't, I don't think it's very clear anymore because there's a lot of rumor and speculation out there. Mm. Um, but, but to me, it's like whatever it was, even if they, it's still they, a, as much as it was at its maximum point, I mean, we, we have dudes like MicroStrategy buying more than that. I mean, it's like, why care? You know, sure, big players are going to dump, big players are going to buy. Who cares? I so mean, I remember in 20, yeah, so MicroStrat, like, I, I totally think that there's clearly a market for the Bitcoins if they dump them. So yeah. those, that, that Bitcoin's going to get eaten up real quick. But um, it was interesting. I think it was like 2018 when we were hitting uh, like 3K for the first time, the trustee was dumping. And like, of course, like, he was holding coins from way before, so he was still making a huge gain on those coins and locking in those profits. But the trustee was dumping at the bottom, and we know that for a fact. Um, so maybe the trustee is holding on to cash. I feel like this is going to be just a, an ongoing saga. I, I feel like the market has already priced in the chance of this come, you know, of these coins hitting, just because there is a liquid market on like the claims um, and. Yeah, I don't know. It just sucks to be be holding a claim and waiting on your Mt. Gox coins. You should probably discount it to zero and just move on with your life. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll kind of add to that, and I'll give a I'll, I'll give a different perspective uh, because I, I I mine for a living, right? So when I, I look at the when I look at the health of Bitcoin, I don't look at the price. I look at the hash rate, right? The price always follows the hash rate, but the hash rate doesn't always follow the price, right? So if the hash rate keeps going the way it's been going, um, regardless of you know people dumping on the market and this and this and that, the price is going to keep going up, right? It all it historically the price has always always followed the hash rate. What I was worried about was the having, right? Because the having is the test of that theory, right? Bitcoin's passed it with flying covers colors every single time. If Bitcoin, if, if the hash rate goes to an all-time high after having, you you could expect, you could know with almost 100% certainty that the price is going to make a new all-time high, right? Regardless of who's dumping and all that stuff and whatever. But uh, from from a miner's perspective, um, I just look at the hash rate. You know, the, the price is irrelevant to me, to be honest. All right, let's uh, let's move on to some news from earlier this week that people have forgotten, but I just wanted to dredge it back up. Jack Dorsey Square commits uh, $10 million to green energy for Bitcoin mining. I personally thought he was just uh, virtue signaling. He's got a lot of money to throw around. 
I don't know if it's going to make that big of a difference. He, I thought maybe he feels guilty about being involved in something that people try to say is bad for the environment. So he's trying to say, look, it's good for the environment. Uh, <laughs> or I, I'm trying to make it good for the I got to take care. Okay, please take it. So, I mean, first and foremost, any intelligent study of Bitcoin mining shows that it is very, very green and uses wasted energy as it is. So any money that is going towards that end is pretty much just invest investing in mining. And then on top of that, um, and then on top of that, having good marketing or PR around it, like Square is an SF based company. There are people that live in San Francisco that went to school like throughout the Ivy League and throughout the California elite schools that all work there. They all have a very specific disposition. I'm not surprised that this is how they're framing it. I'm not like this is also aligned with kind of Jack's uh, whatever Jack's character, reputation, his aura as it is anyways. So, I mean, I just don't see how this is a bad thing for Bitcoin. Like this is just it, it falls in line with what you should probably expect from square messaging in general. Yeah, it, 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 it's marketing. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said, Chris. Sorry, continue. It's completely a PR stunt, right? And and exactly, CK is exactly right. Uh, Bitcoin. Where's investing in mining? That's the real. That's the real title. Exactly. Like uh, Bitcoin mining relies on isolated energy, right? That's the only way that you could mine and actually make a profit, right? What do I mean by isolated energy? It's usually an ed energy source that's so far away from the grid that no one else is using it, which is why it's so cheap. Right. And uh, those energy sources tend to be, you know, either natural gas, uh, hydro. Right. But that energy is going to waste, man. That, that's why it's so cheap. Like no one's going to use that energy anyways. Right. So the, this, this, this idea that, ener that Bitcoin's using energy that's like going to cities, that's exactly the opposite type of energy that Bitcoin is using. You, you don't want to be plugged yourself into the grid. Right. Because that, that's energy that's in demand. You want to go into the middle of nowhere where there's a hydroelectric plant that has that's way over capacity that's not being used. And you're going to use that energy because the plant manager is going to say, hey, I need to make some money. Why not? And that's exactly what's happening in China. Right. So it's a totally a PR stunt. It's BS. All right. Keep it simple. Do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Is keep it simple in the house still? He's or muted. Oh. Sorry, yeah. No, they, they said it way better than I could. I got nothing to add. All right, let's uh, let let's move on to a another topic that uh, has come up over the uh, last few weeks. Early in the show, we we're talking about the uh, the dollar suffering uh, because of Bitcoin and people uh, acting uh, to defend it in government. But there are many people saying that gold is uh, going to suffer uh, because of Bitcoin, and the suffering has already started. That's people are. Uh, some people are dumping gold for Bitcoin. I mean, there's a big uh, campaign out there. Dump gold. I'm not a fan of gold. I don't see why anyone would stick with gold. Is go is? What do you guys think about gold? Is gold about to suffer? It's uh, it's fudging, useless, and I hope you guys could uh, understand what I mean by fudging, uh, because it's gold is useless. It's it's just uh, it's 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 a heavy metal bar and that it's used in some electronics that's what it's useful for but as a store of value bitcoin crushes it in every single way why would you hold gold 
uh, why would and and not only that like like think about it just from a logical perspective right let's say okay i'm i'm going to store my net worth in gold right okay what are you going to do you're going to put these heavy bars under your bed now go try to sell that you're going to put it in a truck drive it to a store then try to convert that gold with bitcoin you could sell 100 million dollars worth of bitcoin at a click of a button right so it make gold was necessary gold is no longer necessary right so that's my opinion on it Pound that like button. I like that. Uh, Christian or uh, Keep It Simple, any thoughts? Uh, I'll go, but uh, I'll let Kiss go first. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of gold. You know, you uh, all you need to do is try to uh, verify gold that you buy. You do that and you'll become a Bitcoiner in uh, five minutes flat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I, um, I'm going to get something and be back. Yeah, I'm trying to find actually a quote because I, I wanted this. To make my point um, regarding the dollar, regarding macro. And so the last like couple of weeks, I mean, everything I'm seeing is, oh, people are fleeing gold, gold's going down. People are selling gold to buy Bitcoin. Um, and it, it just, uh, here it is. So <clears throat> this is a macro guy, okay? I'm going to read this uh, tweet because it's, it's, so, um, it's so bizarre to me how people cannot um, move forward with the times. This guy's name is Fred Hickey. He's some big macro guy. And he says, gold has attributes making it superior to Bitcoin. There's an innate human attraction to gold, an allure that has caused humans of almost all cultures the world over for thousands of years to desire it for its beauty, its equation with power and more. So basically, this guy is saying that because we're dumb monkeys and we like shiny things, that gold will never be surpassed by something like Bitcoin. And this guy is a macro investor and has a newsletter. And it's just like, it. I've, I've never seen a single argument against Bitcoin by any of these guys that makes sense. I mean, I understand bias. Peter Schiff is, is the king of bias, right? But I know that that dude is hodling some Bitcoin because he's not stupid. He's disingenuous, but he's not stupid. And he definitely uses Bitcoin Twitter like to his advantage. I mean, that dude gets oh, a yeah. 100%. Yeah. I want to show you guys something. This is this is what two ounces of gold looks like. It's tiny. So gold is a very good store of value. Like gold is a very good mechanism of transferring large amounts of value. This is about two grand. But you can see it's in this plastic. Or, oh, shit. You see, it's in the <laughs> I broke that. You know what that means? I have to take this and get it smelted if I want to sell it because now it's no longer verified because it broke out of that. So this guy's not broken, but it has to be inside of this packaging. Otherwise, it's not verifiable. That just shows you how much worse it is than Bitcoin. No, you could verify it. It's so much. Slice it in half. Slice it in half. It's very. I mean, that's a true way. This requires trust. I have to trust Scottsdale Mint, right? So, trust their node. Let me ask you something. If you had to leave the country for whatever reason, right? Like back in 1939, when the atrocities happened in in Germany, right? And you had to leave because your race, your 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 religion was being persecuted, right? How could you take that with you? How could you take your entire wealth with you? No, I'm telling you, Bitcoin is better. I'm just saying that like gold is dense. Like gold is like you could transfer a lot of value in a very small package with gold. Like there's like you got to give gold credit how it got to where it is. It is a 
network of value around the world. People are storing value in this thing. It is broken. Bitcoin's going to destroy it. Bitcoin is going to destroy all things that are being used as a store of value. The fact that houses are inflated, that stocks are inflated, that every that art is inflated, all of those show gold's failure. Like gold's failure is everywhere, right? Yeah. And that's Bitcoin is going to leach value out of all of those things. But at the same time, you got to give gold props. Like gold is a really good freaking network of value around the world. It, it is. was. It I think was. I, I think it served its purpose, but then it was it was it was. It was it, it was there. starting to die. It's it, it's gold's death began began on January third in two thousand nine. That was the beginning of the <laughs> end. But wait, it probably, it probably died way before that. Yeah, yeah. Keep, I, I really like what Keep It Simple sharing that macro guy's tweet. He, I mean, he, he it's he, very it's very he brings it back to the monkey level. I mean, haven't we evolved? <laughs> <laughs> from monkeys it's it's very interesting um but the fact that this is this guy's argument his argument is oh like it's shiny so it's <laughs> always going to be more valuable and it's so lazy it's so lazy these people are just lazy uh, i mean some of them are they they're stuck in those ways i mean dan tapiero is still a, a fan of gold also but he's a fan of bitcoin uh so that there, there's some i i don't know we're, we're we're a little bit younger than all those guys, so we we we're not we're not co as connected to, to the gold, and it's it's that that's the way of the world. We're getting younger and younger people in here. They're gonna want nothing to do with gold, and I, I think it's okay to respect gold without with and understand that Bitcoin is going to take all of its value. Like it's un, it's okay to understand to have that position, and I'm sorry I have a nuanced take on gold as a Bitcoiner, but. I mean, no, you I, respect I, what gold did. I think that's what Safedine does too. He totally respects what gold did and is. I look, I love gold. I'm, I'm holding gold. There's gold in my iPhone, but that's that's all I use it for. Um, other than that, you know. But I, 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 I'm just, I'm just busting, busting your, uh, busting your balls. But, but yeah, man, I, I agree. I think that it was definitely necessary. It, it served its purpose for thousands of years, right? Um, so yeah, props to gold. But I think that. I think it's exactly what you said, CK. I think that there's a new king in town and that eventually people are going to just be attracted to harder and sounder money. Bitcoin is living gold's dream. All right. Now we're at the end of the show here where everybody can talk about what they're doing. Any subjects that got left off? Any uh, if any uh, subjects that we were talking about that they felt they had more to say? Uh, talk about, let's start with, with the new guy. Uh, keep, keep it simple. First of all, you're, let, let's share your site here. Uh, where, where, where I have it all written down here. Keep it simple, Bitcoin.com. He makes simple tutorials to encourage Bitcoin privacy and security. So what's up? Keep it simple. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta learn how to uh, respect the beast that is Bitcoin, right? We were just, uh, respecting gold. Um, and I'm teaching people to respect Bitcoin. It's, uh, it's very important. And we just talked for, 30 minutes at the beginning of show at the beginning of this show about why it's so important because it's it all comes down to understanding how to protect the most valuable thing on this planet the scarcest thing on planet earth um which you know we've all devoted a lot of our time and energy to so um i think it's important to to help people to hold their hand you know through it um I'm uh, in the process of finishing up a join market tutorial. Uh, that's exciting because I think there's really not that much out there 
um, to help make that simple for people. It's, it's really an amazing piece of software. And uh, again, in light of uh, Munch and Butts, potential, um, you know, negative uh, view attack on Bitcoin. Uh, privacy is uh, more important than ever. So um, mixing your coins and, and maintaining your privacy, respecting yourself is super important. All right. Well, thank you've been a, a great, your rookie appearance has been awesome. You will return. Thank you very much. Everyone check out him out. He's linked to below. He's doing good stuff. Now uh, uh, we'll go to Nico. What what are you uh, what are you up to? Any anything any subjects you want to bring up that got left off? The floor is yours. Awesome, thanks, Adam. Uh, well, first of all, thanks thank you so much for inviting me back on your show. This is an awesome show. I love it. And uh, before you know, before I talk about what I'm working on, guys, take your coins off of exchange and learn <laughs> how to run your own node. Right, uh, keep it simple. Has amazing tutorials. Go check it. Go check out his channel, man. Learn how to be sovereign, right? And uh, what I've been working on lately, guys, go check out Simply Bitcoin. It's a show on YouTube. It's a 10, 15 minute, minute daily recap. We also do meme reviews. It's awesome. It's a good time. You know, it's, it's short and sweet, but it covers everything that you need to know about Bitcoin on that day. And of course, if you guys are interested in Bitcoin mining, uh, go check out my website, bitvault.com. We host miners for a very, very good price. And uh, Adam, again, thank you so much. Well, thanks for, for returning. Now, the, the big veteran, Christian's been on this show many a time. Uh, what's up with you, Christian? Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. And uh, Adam, I always appreciate every time you bring me on. Best guests in the space, best catch phrases in the space. So there is no question about that. Um, happy Hanukkah. And uh, want to shout out to both of these homies, um, both Kiss and um, uh, both both Kiss and Nico are absolute studs. Kiss makes some of the best tutorials I have learned and stolen from those tutorials. So make my own tutorials uh, many times and uh, end with uh, with and with Nico. Um, you know, simply uh, keep it simple. Or sorry. Simply Bitcoin is a freaking awesome show. I have been on it before. I think I was on earlier this week um, and it's just tight, man. Um, just watching him just like execute in 15 minutes and bust out a show really clean uh, and, you know, get to you all the information that you need. Um, of course, I'm at Bitcoin Magazine. We're doing tons and tons of stuff, streaming and putting out podcasts every single day, putting out articles about Bitcoin every single day. So you can find me there. And uh, again, shout out to all these guys. Great show today. All right, dudes. Very good. They're all linked to below. Check out all these guys. We did it in under an hour. Remember, we do this show every freaking Friday here. I do a new show every day. Subscribe to the channel. Who knows if YouTube will give you updates? Most likely they will not. But hey, that's the way we roll here. We are unique beast. Uh, tomorrow's show is uh, the Beyond Bitcoin. Well, who knows? Tomorrow Sunday shows Beyond. Tomorrow is the Bitcoin Noise Show. Keep on coming back. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Thank you, guests, very much. It was an awesome time. Everyone, have a strong hand. Don't worry about the FUD. Long-term thinking. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. Second night coming out tonight. Shabbat Shalom. See you soon, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. All right. Let me end the stream. Uh...